You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Welcome to the third episode of Consciousness, the Types, and Unconsciousness in relationship to the Ukrainian War. We have discussed Types 1 through 6, and today we are going to talk about 7, 8, and 9. Let's begin with 7, which is in the fear center, and the 7 is afraid, most of all, of pain and deprivation. Anything that can be done to take away pain or distract ourselves from any painful situation will be done. Life is a series of experiences designed to keep our minds off of what may upset us, pain us, and on what indulges us, our senses, our proclivities, our desires. Overindulgence is a way that sevens find relief from oppressive feelings of deprivation, of not having, of being without, and of course the pain that all that entails. But conscious sevens are quite different. They use their holy idea of holy wisdom, holy work, and holy plan to bridge the gap between the ego seven and the soul of seven, which is at point five. Holy wisdom takes sevens on an inside journey. And that journey is a contemplative one, a reflective one. And they remember how life used to be for them and their soul child. They remember knowing everything they needed to know when it needed to be known. And they remember sitting with the pain of existence and having that pain slowly melt away. They remember that at five, that pain, just like everything, doesn't always last. In fact, it subsides. The war in Ukraine is a challenge for sevens because naturally in their average to unhealthy states, sevens would like to ignore what's going on in this war-torn country. They would like to ignore what would happen if things escalated. And they really do not even entertain the thought that the war could affect their own lives and livelihood. 
But once the seven has gone with their holy idea to find holy wisdom through meditation, through reading, through contemplation, through observation, through conversation, they have the knowledge that the ego seven lacks. And the soul seven embodies that wisdom which makes the way clear for how the seven is to move in the world now. And their holy work becomes work based on what they know from their time in reflection, their time in study, their time in coming aside, away from the distractions, away from the huge amounts of uh, indulgences that are procured. The holy work is built on the holy wisdom or the know-how to discern what is the way to go and why and what the insights are that underpin it. And when the holy wisdom unfolds the holy work to be done, the holy plan then evolves. What is that holy plan? It's the way to proceed in the future. Not in terms of fantasies or distractions or indulgences, but as a way to implement holy work based on holy wisdom. It paves the future for the seven in realistic terms. So for sevens who are conscious, they would not turn a blind eye to Ukraine. They would be able to sit with the pain of these people who have been unjustly pounced upon, and also the refugees of this war-torn country, they would empathize, sit with, understand, and reflect on what that pain means to the human family and how everyone is affected by it. And then they would incorporate this wisdom into their actions, their work. And the holy plan evolves from there. They would make efforts for relief. They would make the needs of the Ukrainian people evident in their own community, they would extend the efforts of consciousness about this war so that pain is relieved, not for them, but for the people of Ukraine. That's how the conscious seven 
would move against this unjust war. Now let's talk about the Type 8 and its response to this war. First, unconsciously. We know that Type 8 love opposition, do a lot of chest bumping, are into competition not to find out who's the winner, but in order that they triumph over and possess other people. The war in Ukraine makes the people of eight energy quite angry if their sentiments lie with democracy and freedom especially. And because eights get caught in the trap of justice, they can get caught over a barrel here, having the knowledge that this is a very unjust war and the fact that they have been relegated to virtual helplessness in the face of such injustice. Unconsciously, they would do things that brought negativity to the war by placing energy in what we call uh, spinning negativity around it, bad-mouthing it. And many eights in this situation would distance themselves from the war, as sevens do, not because it's painful, but because they can't stand the vulnerability that these people are feeling, and they can't stand the helplessness of the vulnerability that they are feeling. The holy idea of eight is holy truth. And what that does is dispel the fantasies of the eight's own interpretation of justice and allows them to see the truth of the matter and the true justice that must be served that isn't about personal possession of someone else or trouncing another opposite party with one's own ideas and dominating them. Holy truth unveils the lies that the eight would believe which includes, one of them includes the fact that the eight is powerful enough to mete out their own interpretation of justice. However, when this holy idea takes the eight 2.2, which is compassionate benevolence, the truth can be manifested in true altruistic giving combined with sacred power. And with power and with compassion, eights meet this Ukrainian war with creativity, with outreach, 
with understanding of what needs to be done and how to move mountains in order to do it, and how to leverage power so that human beings, even a world away, will benefit from their efforts. We're talking political power, economic power, sociological power, religious power, spiritual power, and all of these archetypal powers are harnessed by this type who has gone to their core at two of compassionate benevolence. What about type nines? What do they do, consciously and unconsciously, considering this war in Ukraine? As tensions mount, they too would, in their unhealthy ways, want to turn a blind eye because a war is a conflict and they abhor conflicts because in the end they're asked to take a stand, to take action, to verbalize an opinion which may put them in a position of not being liked or having to come about with actions that maybe people would take pot shots at or maybe distance themselves from the nine who wants really to be in relationship with everyone. Nines who do not like conflict and avoid it at all costs are nines who have to debase themselves, put themselves down so that they don't matter. And if because they don't matter, they don't have to come up with any opinions or actions in regard to possibly what they might really feel or might want to really put into effect, do. So unhealthy nines, unconscious nines, are paralyzed and don't do anything. They're like deers in the headlights who stop and instead of galloping along are hypnotized by those headlights and end up being hit by that car. But for the healthy nine, there is a lot of hope because the holy idea of healthy nines is love. All kinds of love. Unconditional love, agape love, filios love. And in love, they understand that they must first love themselves. And in loving themselves, they are able to respect themselves enough to know that they do matter. And in mattering, their opinions matter. And in expressing their opinions, they move to the action of their soul child at point three, which is holy action. 
So the nine's love and peaceful nature is alchemically combined with the sacred action at point three to create a peacemaker, an involved, interested party, a person who understands and is not afraid and does not shrink from efforts of reconciliation, mediation, and they bring tranquility into all of their sphere. We see that these different types have these different amalgams of their ego and its wisdom with the core of their own type, which is actually their own soul child found at the number of integration for that type. This is a absolutely fantastic map that the Enneagram has created for us as ways to not only find our true nature, but in the facts of life, such as stress or crises such as this, for us to know which direction will work for our given egoic type. Thank you for being here with me today and delving into these very nuanced and interesting topics that we face every day of our lives. Thank you. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram, at The Real Enneagram. Or, if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you.